Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. Ah, yeah, you know what it is. Hard worker, scrappy, unfiltered, and sometimes unhinged football content. Hard to explain, but you know it when you see it. Doing it daily our way. I don't know what you're talking about right now. Redraft and Dynasty Fantasy Football, we got you covered. You know their defense is ranked like 31st in the NFL? NFL draft prospects and rookies? Now you know you're in the right place for that. Absolutely. All right, then stop saying it! Then we're done! And prop bets with my man Jay Rich. Count that money, man. Now wipe the crust out of your eyes, get you a cup of coffee. It's time to wake your ass up with Ray G. You honestly are making absolutely no sense and you sound silly as hell. Let's get it, GMGP. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. It is Wednesday, April the 19th, 2023, and y'all decided to wake y'all asses up. Ray G. We're back, baby. Glad to be here. The chat is popping. I see Dynasty Barry, Garrison, Jay. Uh, my wife. Shout out to the wifey in the building, man. She's not even here. Left me with the kids for a couple of days after vacation. But my wife is in the building. Cam Ward, Truth, or Shane Joe, Patrick Price, Spartan 17, Tater Wolf, Jay Jackson in the building. John, Jay Peters, Goat Rings, Lindsey Mack. We got the crew in the building. Your boy is back. We are back. Back, 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 back. It's been a week. I've missed you all. Miss you all. And as you saw, the uh, draft stream is coming back. Draft challenge. Chill with us all day on Thursday, all day on Friday. We're going to do it big. Again, first round and then the second and third round, just like we did last year. It's going down. Jay Rich, how you doing this morning, baby? How are I'm you? I'm good, man. Glad to have you back. Glad to have you back. It was, uh, it was a long okay. time since you've been yeah. back. You had... You were off in Vegas. You guys were having fun. You saw Usher. Did you uh, Did you watch this? Did, did you do that when he did I it? Did. I did. Did you do that at the we show? Watch this. We did. We did. We had <laughs> We had a good time. We had a good time, man. I'm old. You know, I grew up in Vegas, man. So it was, uh, it was good to be back home, but definitely two kids and like 20 years removed. Uh, your boy was hurting. I'm Thank still goodness. hurt. I'm still hurting, Jay. I woke up. I was like, damn, we got to get back to it. But I'm excited, man. We got a good show planned for everybody. So thank y'all for being here in the building. Uh, Jay, draft challenge, draft, um, the draft party. It's going to be good. So we're going to go live on Thursday night yep. for the whole first round, second and third round. Scott Connor's going to join us. We got off the line. It's going to be a good one, man. It's going to be a good one. It was fun last year, and I'm excited for it this year. 
Yeah, like that clip is only a snippet of everything that happened. There was a lot more funny stuff to happen. It's just, you can only fit so much. Video can only be so long, but there'll be good stuff. And I'm glad the wifey already said the cast amigos will be flowing for you on draft nights. That'll be a ton of fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to leave that alone. I had enough Casamigos in Vegas, Jay, but uh, let's We'll get see. To- that. What is it, 26? We'll see how you're feeling after pick 26. We'll see. Yeah, we're going to be we're going to be sitting right at 26, man. Dallas is going to do me right, but um let's get into it. This show I just wanted to kind of touch on everything that's going on in the NFL landscape right now. There's a lot of smoke screens, there's a lot of rumors, there's a lot of news, there's a lot of reports. So just kind of want to talk through that. I know tonight uh, with the patrons, our patron-only live stream, patreon.com forward slash all gas, or go to Underdog Fantasy Deposit 10, you get access. But we'll be doing a uh, live breakdown of Dane Brugler's seven-round mock that dropped on The Athletic, I believe, on Monday. So just kind of talking mm-hmm. through, you know, the landing spots, not just for the offensive skill position players for fantasy, Jay, but looking at some of those offensive line fits, understanding how that's going to impact some of the situations and, you know, trying to predict maybe some potential trades that we're going to see on draft night. So that will be a fun one. We thought about doing the mock on this show, but I just want to talk all the real. I just want to talk ball. I want to talk all the stuff that's going on in the NFL world. Uh, the biggest thing, the biggest piece of news was Jalen Hurts, man. Yeah. Jalen Hurts' massive contract. We knew it was coming. Led Philadelphia to the Super Bowl. Um, you know, highest paid player in NFL history. What a story. Jalen Hurts, who... Prior to the uh, 2020 NFL draft, I think a lot of people thought Jalen Hurts would be a day three pick at best. Um, And then he goes out there that final season at Oklahoma, does incredible, finishes second in the Heisman Trophy, propels himself to a second round pick. Philly builds around him and you know the rest is history, Jay. But it was interesting because I went back last night, was talking to some of the patrons. I went back and looked at the um, mock drafts, NFL mock drafts for 2023. Mm -hmm. At the start of the NFL season, so in August and September, Philadelphia, on various mocks, were mocked to pick uh, a quarterback, C.J. Stroud, in various mocks at 20. So it's just interesting that even coming into this season, people weren't all the way sold in on Jay. I'm seeing a lot of Jalen Hurts praise all over Twitter, all over social media, but even NFL prognos- NFL analysts and these draft pundits, they didn't even buy into Jalen Hurts. They were still kind of like, uh, you know, I, I don't I don't know. We might have to take that CJ Stroud at 20. So seeing the contract that Josh Allen has gotten, seeing what Jalen Hurts has been able to do, I mean, does this give you any more like just your overall thoughts on the position? how you view some of these rookies, how you're looking at the the position moving forward. Because what it feels like, Jay, is the dying breed quarterback or the Tom Brady's, the Peyton Manning's, the Matthew Stafford's, the Mac J- It seems like those quarterbacks are a dying breed. You look across the NFL and like every quarterback, man, you know, majority of them, let's say over half of them are mobile. They're athletic. They bring a different, uh, different tool set to the table. Like, What do you think this contract means for... Richardson for Caleb Williams, Drake May, just quarterbacks of the future moving forward. I mean, I think it's huge for the, you know, quote unquote archetype of the mobile quarterback, right? Jalen Hurts, for everything he was as a passer this season, like you mentioned, coming into the year, he was still viewed as this not run first quarterback, but a kind of split between rushing, passing quarterback. Does he have the accuracy? Can he throw downfield? Can he hit his spot frequently enough? Can he be a good enough drop back passer? 
And I think that's kind of what it always comes down to is can you truly throw the ball? And that mobility definitely helps. And so you look at some of the quarterbacks coming in and all the top quarterbacks, they're all mobile at this point. If you're not mobile, you you're basically not a franchise quarterback. You're not leading your team to the promised land because all these quarterbacks that make it to these championship games, they have mobility and they have great arms. And so you kind of put that all together and you say, well, the thing about Jalen Hurts that's crazy is like you said, he didn't even have a contract coming into this year. There was no talk of an extension. There was no talk of him being a franchise guy. He has one phenomenal season. MVP campaign obviously didn't win the MVP, but he still came out. He balled out. He did his thing and he earned that contract. And I think that's kind of the fickle and hard part about the NFL is as much as we love the sport, it really does matter when you ultimately perform. Because if you perform at the wrong time or in the wrong season, things can look a lot differently for you when that contract comes up. But I'm so happy for Hertz because he absolutely earned it. The respect that he gained over the course of, you know, 20 weeks is ridiculous because it just we don't see things like this very often and you can really comp it to like what Josh Allen did his third season because Josh Allen coming into his third season was no shot he's a franchise quarterback waste of a pick yeah sure he's got the tools but he's never going to put it together and he did and you know I think the parallel between the two is you get an alpha dominant wide receiver on the outside and that opens things up for your entire offense and helps out your quarterback a tremendous amount. Yeah, man. Um, there's a lot of smoke going on right now with the quarterbacks. It seems like at least in 2023, all signals point to Bryce Young being the number one overall pick going to the Carolina Panthers. And Jay, you weren't in the voice chat in the Heisman group last night, but shout out to my man Tyler Pello, who he and I really talked about uh, what I'm going to bring up right now. This um, Have you really dove into this S2 cognition test? Have you have you looked at this, Jay? No, I saw the clip from Jeremiah about the test, but I haven't looked into the test itself. So here goes one of the tweets right here about the S2 cognition test. Alabama quarterback uh, Bryce Young scored an amazing 92 on the test. Bryce scored above QBs such as Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Justin Fields, which were all considered high scores. Now, this is much different than the Wonderlick test. I believe if you just type in S2 cognition test and kind of look at what it encompasses there, uh, ability to process, reaction time, f- flight or flight, fight or flight, like just different things from a quarterback position that apparently a lot of NFL GMs, owners, teams are using this to sort of maybe find that missing piece to which quarterback that they want. And this was a big reason why David Tepper and the Carolina Panthers are so in on Bryce Young. It's um. It's very interesting, and I encourage anybody out there who's listening, who's watching this, to dive into that. Um, David Tepper puts a lot of stock into this test, and it, it does okay. seem to it does seem to correlate with with some of the quarterbacks that have had success or potentially could have success in the future. So it'd be interesting to watch how this all plays out. But I'm very intrigued by this S two cognition test, and it's not. It's not readily available for every player and every quarterback. I don't know if they keep this stuff private or what, but there have been a few scores that have leaked from quarterbacks in this class. And you know who else had a very high score on this test on par with Justin Herbert and Burrow and those guys? There's another quarterback Justin in Fields. that class. No, there's another quarterback in I this class. There's another really? quarterback in Was this it, class. Um, oh. oh, no. I feel like it's – is it Clayton Toon? Dude, no, you're 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 off in La La Land. Will Levis was the other quarterback that scored really? very well 
on this test. And there's a lot of rumors about Will Levis going number two overall to the Houston Texans, which I don't know, man. It just it's it's interesting how the narrative around these quarterbacks has shifted in a matter of a week or two. It was two weeks ago, Bryce Young was QB three in the class, and I look up, and it's always it's QB one. Will Levis still QB four? It's just, I I don't, at this point, I don't even know what to believe with any of these guys. Outside of Bryce going one, it's hard for me to believe that C.J. Stroud is going to fall all the way to seven or 11 to Tennessee, but it definitely feels like he's the one that, I I don't want to say his stock is falling right now, but it, I I don't know what to think about where C.J. Stroud is going to be and where he's going to go. I have no clue. No clue. What are examples of low scores? Uh, this stuff isn't like readily available, Patrick. So I don't know. I I have no idea. Yeah, Ray. I th- I think that was that number of the actual score. Or was it a percentile? Because I no, thought man, that it was a, it was what a, it I had was read was it was, it was like average is about a hundred, and like I think it was Mahomes and Allen were in like the one as one fifteens. And so the clip I saw about Fields was that Fields scored in like the one fifteen. No, range, which these, is around no, where Mahomes and no, Allen was. These are the, I thought these, I, I no, saw. these are the scores. No, I'm telling you what it is. These are the scores. It's not a percent. Uh, well, I mean, you said a percentile? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's what I thought. I was asking if it was a percentile because I thought like 100 was around the baseline. And then, you know, I think the elite or like the very high end was like somewhere in like the 115 range. I think I think that was Jeremiah when he talked about that. When he kind of, he was the one who was in an interview and he leaked how Bryce Young scored like crazy on the S2 test. And uh, someone asked, like, is that available information for everybody? And he was like, no, but it is now. And it just got, like, got out that way. Um, so I don't know if the 100 is the baseline. I, I think it's like 100th percentile. But Drew Brees, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Justin Fields, and surprise, surprise, Brock Purdy all scored the same score on this test. So, I mean, you've got Joe Burrow in the mid-90s. You've got Bryce Young at 97, so 98. It's... It's interesting data, and uh, just curious as to your thoughts as as we enter this process, man. I mean, what do you think is going to happen at the top of this draft? Ooh, the top is tough. I mean, you have to project Bryce Young there. He's like minus 1,000 on DraftKings right now. Um, unless something changes, while, you know, we had seen reports that Scott Fritter didn't tell Bryce Young that he's number one pick. Um, I mean, everyone seems to believe that he is. He canceled his visits to other teams. He's only seen Houston and Carolina so far, right? That's the only teams he's actually visited with. Canceled all those other visits. I believe that was Tom Pelissero who reported that. But right after that, it's like we thought Arizona was in the driving seat, but now Houston is taking calls for their pick, right? Will Anderson is the favorite to go number two. And I believe to your point about Stroud, Stroud is actually the favorite to go four and not at two or three. I mean, two, obviously, we already mentioned is Will Anderson, but not even at three for a potential trade-up is CJ Stroud the favorite to go. So I think what's interesting is that we thought it would be quarterback one, two. Now it seems like quarterback is definitely going one. And after that, like you said, with the chaos, and we talked about a bit last week, we have no idea what's going to happen after pick one. Yeah, yeah. Jay, uh, you, we can't even see you at this point. You are very grainy. You're you're very grainy. We're going to get you off the screen for a little bit. Um, Yeah, chat. Listen, Patrick, I wish I had access to all the scores as well, but you got to, you got to just tap into that stuff. What, what I want to talk about in particular, though, is sort of the archetype of this quarterback and, what what how was how should we be adjusting right now just talking strictly fantasy football i'm not talking nfl i'm not talking uh winning a super bowl or team fit but scoring 
fantasy points. Like, we're getting to that point, man, Jay, where I feel like the the disdain and the dislike for Will Levis is just it's it feels like it's going too far. He's got the size. It seems like the there's a real possibility we could wake up next week, you know, go into Thursday night. And Will Levis is the second damn quarterback off the board. That's a real possibility, right? There are Absolutely. report there are reports and rumors, Jay, that Tennessee may potentially move up to number three overall to take a quarterback. And there's a lot of smoke about that quarterback being Anthony Richardson from Florida. There, there's a real world in which the, if the draft could start out, Bryce Young, Will Levis, Anthony Richardson, and then at four, it's C.J. Stroud. So... Are, are we going to wholesale fade? If we're looking for the capital, you want the mobile quarterback. You want the big-armed guy. You want the guy that the organization traded up for or took early. I mean, are, are we fading Will Levis? Like, we're at that point now, Jay. We're at that point where I just want to ask the direct question, are you are you out? Are you out? Or are you like, you know what, damn it, I'm not taking a wide receiver over him in Superflex. I'm not taking a, a sub-200-pound running back over him. And I'm just talking Superflex. I'm not talking single quarterback. No, you're not taking no goddamn Will Levis or any quarterback high in single QB. But a lot of us are getting into Superflex. Shout out to Underdog for making that a possibility too, Jay. But where are you at one week away from the NFL draft on on Levis, on Stroud, on Richardson, on these quarterbacks in the draft? I think the hard part for me is that, you know, they're all going to be probably in the top 11, right? It doesn't seem like Levis would ever slide past Tennessee if they stay put. No. Um, maybe if they trade up for a rich, then you go another route. But again, it seems like that's kind of the range. And to me, that's good capital for, for all of them, right? Whether it's a rich, Levis. I mean, we expect Stroud to get high capital. Bryce Young should be number one. After that, though, like you talk about the value I don't know if I really care where Levis goes. I think he's going to be a pretty solid value no matter what. Fantasy community hates him. He, they think he's trash. He's going to be the fourth quarterback pretty much no matter what. Unless something crazy happens, whether he goes to Houston, Indy, Carol, like he's not going to Carolina, but wherever he goes, he's probably going to be QB4. And I think at that point, he's still going to be a value. Like he's been the guy who's around 107, 108. If you get him there... That's a fine spot for a quarterback. And I think in Superflex drafts, you'd be happy to take him there. Maybe you prefer JSN in some leagues. Your roster construction may dictate you take another spot. But I can't really take Jameer Gibbs over Will Levis. If he's a top 11 selection, I think the only case you could make is JSN. If maybe you have the quarterbacks and you just prefer the more secure asset in JSN, because I think that he probably is the more secure asset, at least today. But Levis should be a guy you want to take shots on because he's not going to be a guy who commands heavy draft capital in the fantasy community. And so for me... Regardless of what you think he could be, I think you still want to take that shot because a bet, what, mid first at worst or at best probably is what you're going to pay is worth it. And if you really think he's bad after a few starts, you could probably still sell him for a couple of picks if you really had to. Yeah, I'm pulling up. Um, I just want to see what the market sentiment is on these quarterbacks. And we're just going to play our favorite game that we play on the show, Would You Rather. So we're going to play a little Would You Rather with these quarterbacks. Right now, Bryce Young is being valued as QB9. QB9 oh in no Dynasty. Way. QB9. I'm going to give you some quarterbacks that are listed after him that are in the NFL. Kyler Murray, Deshaun Watson, <laughs> Dak Prescott, Tua, Daniel Jones, Jordan Love. All right, now it's pretty easy. You're going to take Bryce Young over probably the the latter four of those names that I called, but would you rather have Bryce Young or Kyler Murray? I'd rather have Kyler Murray. 
Bryce Young or Deshaun Watson? Watson. It's not even close. I, I agree with you there. D- Bryce Young or Dak Prescott? I think it has to be Dak. You know, me. Reluctantly, nah, I, I would take Bryce over Dak. I mean, Dak's 30. Okay. Bryce, number one overall pick. But it's I'd not take, old, I, though. I, I'd, take, I'd, take, I'd probably take Bryce over Dak. I'd probably take Bryce over Dak. All right, let's go. Okay. Aunt, let's go. Let's go. Will Levis. Let's go to one. Let's go to from one extreme yeah. to the other. Would you rather Kenny Pickett or Will Levis? Well, I mean, Kenny Pickett did just get Allen Robinson, Ray. So maybe there's some hope for him. But I would probably take Will Levis if he's a top eleven pick. Will Levis or Jordan Love? Will Levis. Will Levis or Trey Lance? Will Levis. Will Levis or Tua? Will Levis. Really? You would take Will Levis over Tua? Yeah. I just, in, until Tua gets an extension, I just don't really want him on my roster. Will Levis. And, or, you know, the concussions obviously are a factor too. Will Levis or Daniel Jones? I mean, what's the difference between those two guys, Ray? One's got a contract, one's a rookie. That's tough because that really comes down to how, do you, how much do you believe in Daniel Jones? Because after two years, he could be gone if he really stinks it up. But Levis could be toast in two years in terms of value. So it's, I think you probably should take Daniel Jones, but I could see it from either side. And, and here's the thing. Here's why, y'all. Here's why it's such a fascinating debate with quarterback. It's because in this class, like we all know who running back one is and we all know who running back two is. And I think as a community, we've gotten, we've gotten sharper that we kind of, it doesn't like running back three through 11 running back three through 15. They're all kind of the same. They're all kind of in this weird cluster where the reality is they're probably going to be drafted late round two through round five. And they're all, it's just going to be a jumbled mashup of running backs. And what most dynasty gamers are going to do is look at the landing spot and the opportunity, right? I don't even think it's going to come down to capital because I don't think we give a damn anymore. Not, to a degree, yes, you want the high second-round pick over the late sixth-round pick. I'm not talking those extremes. But when you're when when we're probably going to get a massive cluster of running backs, Roshan middle of round three, Zach Evans end of round three, Tank Bigsby early round, they're all going to be drafted in this range together where most dynasty gamers are wising up and they're saying, listen, uh, the, the the capital sort of is irrelevant with these running backs. Is there opportunity? Is there a chance for him to get on the field and score me damn fantasy points? We don't really care. You don't see a lot of dissension this year over the top five running backs. No one cares. It's Bijan. It's Gibbs. And then whoever you like. You want Charbonnet. You want Evans. You want Kendra. You want Bigsby. You want eight. Pick whoever you want. I don't care until they get drafted. Wide receivers, it's kind of the same way. Right now, for most people, it's JSN as one, and then you really don't give a damn after that. You'd be fine with Zay Flowers. You'll take Josh Downs. You'd be happy with Jalen Hyatt. Fine, I'll draft Quentin Johnston. I'll take Jordan Addison. But it's like you want JSN, and then you don't. it doesn't really matter after that. Are they top 40? Are they top 50? Sign me up. Tight end is a little different because a lot of us are transitioning to tight end premium leagues. But this is why, because the draft truly does start with these quarterbacks. Like Bryce Young going one 
and I've been saying it on this show for months. Y'all thought I was damn crazy. Crazy when I said I don't think Houston is locked into taking a quarterback outside of Bryce Young at two. There's a real world possibility where Houston says, We're punting. We're I want Caleb Williams next year. I want Drake May. We're gonna get Will Anderson. We're gonna get Tyree Wilson. We're gonna do whatever it is, even though Will Levis, which I did not see that coming, is the betting favorite to go to. But this is this will impact and shake up the entire draft, man. You know, Arizona. They're already embracing the tank for Caleb Williams. They're already doing it. Buda Baker wants out. They're going to have to cut DeAndre Hopkins. They just signed They just signed some rinky-dink-ass quarterback the other day that is in, insignificant for fans. Jeff Driscoll, I believe they brought in to, 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 oh. to, to play some quarterback, I guess. But they're in a rat race for first, right? Arizona's go- Arizona is, is in collapse for Caleb range. And it feels like the Rams are going down that path, too. I mean, I know they're saying Stafford's going to come back, but it feels like it's a race for first between Tennessee, the Cardinals, the Texans, the Rams, trying to get Caleb Williams, Jay. It's just, it's um this top of the draft. I think this is going to be one of the more chaotic drafts we have seen in a long, long time, man. Long time. Yeah, and I think your point about Levis is interesting, right? Because I think for a lot of teams, maybe Tennessee included, he was kind of that fail safe that if everything kind of broke down and all these quarterbacks went high, well, maybe we could still snag Will Levis at seven or at eight. Like the Raiders now, if Houston takes Levis, then you then you're basically looking at all four quarterbacks probably yeah. going top five ish. And then you're then every team that was at six or at seven, eight, you know, all these teams, whether it's Tennessee, whether it's the Raiders that were going to maybe potentially wait or trade up, you know, a couple of picks to Seattle at five or whatever be forced now to look at trading up to three which i'm sure they don't want to do but again if houston's taking calls someone may trade up to two or they or they will go another route but if it is levis i think a bryce levis one two would be the ultimate chaos because then it's a race for anthony richardson and cj stroud and i don't think those guys have followed the top five and that could cause a lot of chaos down the board and a lot of value to be had whether you're seattle potentially trading down seeing what Indy does. Maybe they just sit pat and wait to see who comes to them because you've talked about how they don't really care what quarterback they get. They're getting one of the top four, whichever one that is, when it ultimately falls to them. And then Arizona, obviously in the driver's seat to trade that third pick for whoever wants a quarterback at three, if they can do that. Oh boy. I mean, again, Houston taking Levis at two was just not on the bingo card because it was the worst kept secret that the Houston Texans wanted Bryce Young. And then after that, you really didn't you really didn't hear a lot of smoke about another quarterback. But it's definitely going to be interesting to to sort of see that shake out, that play out. I know a lot of people have been asking about um Lamar Jackson in the chat and does Jalen Hurts' contract sort of expedite things with Lamar Jackson? Nope. <sighs> I don't know. Jay, I, I well didn't wasn't it Rappaport who said he turned down two hundred million guaranteed, and that was the number that I threw out. I think on this show, I was like, I, but "Is every, he really every, turning down two hundred million guaranteed?" I don't know. And what Hurts turned that down, and he didn't. He turned he he took he got one eighty guaranteed, but he got you know two fifty five over the five year deal. Um, but again, his guarantees was in line with Kyler, right? Because I believe Kyler was one eighty one guaranteed. 
um, when he signed his deal. So it's in line there. It's more money per year in terms of the total salary, but the guaranteed money is still not Deshaun Watson money. It's still not this 230 number that, you know, to be fair to Lamar, it's been rumored, it's been reported, but it's not been said from him you know he's the one who came out said i demanded a trade march 8th or whatever the day was so he he's is providing some clarity there but if he did turn down 200 million it's like okay man like at some point what but are you I doing don't, i don't know if he did that's and that's fair, that's fair. Lamar, lamar said he didn't get offered 200 lamar said he didn't get offered two i don't give a damn what Schefter said lamar yeah. said ain't nobody offered me 200 guaranteed yeah i, I don't i don't know what it means or, or 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 any of that. There was also a report that Lamar said, told the Ravens, go get OBJ and DeAndre Hopkins and we can talk extension. Yeah. They got one of two so far. I don't think it's going to expedite anything, Jay. It, this still feels met him and Aaron Rodgers. Like I have no clue what's going on with these two right now. No clue how it's to react. Week by week, just waiting, waiting, waiting. What's going to happen? It, what's the new rumor? Right. And, I'll t- and I'll tell you this right now, especially you guys that are playing in Superflex Leagues, I'm looking at the QB landscape, Jay. Woof. This is why I'm just, I am going to beat it into everybody's head from now until the, the beginning of the season as you guys approach startups. If you're in a startup draft, dynasty startup, or you join a league, the first question you need to ask is, is this a snake draft or is this an auction draft? If you are in a super flex dynasty startup or, or, or attempting to join a league, the first question you must ask, is this snake or is it auction? And if they tell you it's snake, say thank you, but no thanks. Leave the I'm league. passing. No thank you. It's Jay, you're at such a disadvantage, man. Like you are at oh my such God. in Superflex, you are at such a disadvantage if the randomizer gives you 11, 12, 10, 11, 12. You want a top three, at worst, top four, five pick. And yeah, I would you say you're at a disadvantage if you don't have a top three pick. Like, if we're being really honest, it's not, you know, a complete disadvantage, but you, you hit on it. There's about nine quarterbacks if I'm, you know, stretching it out to Justin Fields than to Lamar Jackson, like... I wouldn't say I'm as confident as top six quarterback, but if you're at 10, 11, 12, you might as well write in the right in the season because you have no shot. You have no shot for probably two years. Like it is. We have always said on the show in Dynasty, the worst thing you can do is bank on a rookie quarterback in a startup to come in and save your team. Like it's just <laughs> not a good it's just not a good strategy that this rookie's gonna come in and be my QB one. When Bryce Young is being valued as the quarterback nine jay but right there's it just it doesn't make but, sense but 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 even outside of that man even outside of that like kyler murray dak tua daniel jones jordan love lance it's just nasty it's yep. it is disgusting what you yep. are what you are going to have to get because what you're going to do, if you get one of those back picks in the startup, you're going to take Jefferson, you're going to take Chase, and then in the third round, you're going to pray to God, Kenny Pickett or Derek Kirk Carr Cousins or Russell you, yeah. Wilson is there. It's just, I, I don't like it, Jay. I don't like building my rosters that way. If it ain't auction, I won't do it. And if anybody's out there uh, hesitant and uh, walking scared, stop being a coward. 
Do a damn auction startup. Stop being a coward. Stop being scared. Stop gut feeling and relying on your ADP and do a damn auction. You get whatever player you want. You've got equal opportunity to any player to build your team how you see fit and you're not subjected to, oh, the randomizer gave me the 110. Do it. Just try it. Yeah, and Ray, I do want to touch a little bit on some of these uh, 2024 quarterbacks because the quarterback position, like you mentioned, it, it's desolate after you know pick eight, honestly. You can feel good about Bryce Young, but we've done countless startups in the USFL auctions, right? Where quarterbacks go for insanely high prices depending on format. And we do a draft where it's a rookie and Debbie draft, right? So you can really see how we feel about these quarterbacks because every single, I mean, I'm not, I haven't been in every draft, but almost every single draft, Ray, who's the number one overall pick in the rookie Debbie draft? It's Caleb Williams over Bryce Young, over CJ Stroud, over Anthony Richardson, over Drake May. Like, and so if you are projecting today, where would you slot him in if you could get your hands on the Debbie rights to Caleb Williams? It's funny you said that. And somebody, Todd just said, are people going to freak out over Caleb's height? I don't know where I'd slot him. I don't even want to. I'm, I'm still trying to figure out what I'm doing with these guys in 23. But I will say there are some draft analysts already saying that they don't think that Caleb Williams is the locked and loaded QB1 in 2024. They believe that Drake May is just as, if not more talented than oh, Caleb yeah. Williams. So, I, listen, I, I don't even want to go down that path today. I don't want to ask any questions today. Caleb Williams is QB8. I'm at QB1 in 2024, but there are a lot of people who don't. The, the, the QB landscape is just bad, man. It's just, it's very bad. It's very yeah. bad. In Dynasty, <laughs> I want one of Mahomes, Allen, Hurts, Burrow. Like, I just want one of those yep. four. Like, I want one of those four, like, every time. If I can have one of those four, I'd rather – and that doesn't – that's not being slightful to Trevor Lawrence or Lamar Jackson or Justin Fields or, or any of those guys, but there's just an advantage. I'm pretty sure you can look across every league, filter by points per game, and those four quarterbacks, it's just a – it's a tier break after three, probably a tier break after four, and then it's just – you know, you just, just want one Joe of those Burrow. guys. Yeah, it's it's just one of those guys. And Pello, I'm not even I'm not even asking the question today. We're not. I'm not about to do that shit. I, I I'm still trying to work through 23, so I'm not even going to ask the the Caleb Williams question, Jay. But I will pivot this conversation because I do want to talk about a little bit um, some of these uh, some of these landing spots for Bijan Robinson. And oh boy. I just I'm now I am just asking the question, right? Because we're seeing a lot of smoke about Detroit, New England yep. potentially drafting a damn running back. Chat, Jay Rich, I'm just asking the question. Yes, sir. Is there a is there a landing spot for Bijan Robinson that would make you just a little hesitant in any format, right? Well, in Listen, it's it's a super flex show. All right. That's that's yeah. what it is. It's super flex in super flex. Is there any in one landing, quarterback? No, no. In is there any landing spot that would just make you be like, I, I'll take Bryce. I'll take is is there? I'm just asking. Absolutely. And I think we saw that yesterday, right? We started a mock draft for the overreaction pod because they wanted to do a mock draft with us. And they did a super flex mock draft. It was a tight end premium. 
And we based it off this Brugler mock. Brugler had Bijan Robinson going to Washington. Yeah, right. I don't really feel great about Bijan in Washington. What's he going to do? Assume the Antonio Gibson role and B-Rob is still going to slam it up the A-gap 20 times a game? I love Bijan Robinson. I think he's a great running back, but if he's in Washington, I just don't like it. I don't think the team is good. They don't have a quarterback. Where's the scoring upside going to come from? They don't pass a ton to the running backs either. Like, I just, I don't see how that's great. And then in this same mock, we had Anthony Richardson going to the Colts who I've talked about, we've talked about for months. If there's any spot we want a quarterback to go probably outside of Detroit, it would be Indy because they have a great foundation. We believe in Shane Steichen. And if A. Rich goes there, you have the parallels of, well, he did a lot of great things with Jalen Hurts and he can probably do similar things to Anthony Richardson. And I took Anthony Richardson 101 in that draft. And it was over Bijan Robinson. And Bijan Robinson didn't even go two in that draft. Now, I'm not saying I would have done that, but I if I'm shooting ceiling... And, and I'm like, I don't know if I believe in being in Washington. I'm willing to take the shot on A-Rich there. I don't, I, don't, I don't get why Washington would draft him. I mean. Yeah, I don't get it either. I, I but if, if, he, if they did, how do you feel about the fit? I'd be fine with it. I, I, I don't think there's really a spot. I mean, New England would be. I just don't know why. Like, I just, I don't, I don't know what, what would and they he do. Would never be, he would never be the, would he be the starter, like, realistically? I don't think he sure. would. Sure, he would over but over Ramondre. Like, yeah, yes, it, he, yeah. But they're just they'll just run two backs like they always. They'll yeah. just do their thing, right? I don't, I don't know, man. I, I just I'm seeing more and more people start to waffle with that one on one or 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 have themselves at least explore the option of of another position. So as we just get closer and we're hearing the rumors, like Detroit, they just signed David Montgomery. They gave him a four year deal. They gave him a four-year yep. deal. They got DeAndre Swift. Like, why and it's like, well, then Swift's on the way out, right? Because it's not going to be oh, Montgomery. Yes. He's yes. locked in for, th for three years or for two years or whatever, right? Yes. I think the problem is, Ray, is that like you're mentioning and like we're kind of having this conversation here and hopefully the chat starts to feel this, the 101 is starting to get a little dicey. Like, you want the 101 in terms of value and you want Bijan Robinson but, you know, I did the trade show on Monday and I was looking at trades and I was like, man, if I had a bunch of 103s, I would be pretty happy to be in that spot. You don't get the top quarterback, but you get, you know, your second choice of probably a Stroud, Young, Richardson. And I think that's a great spot to be in. But being at the 101, and we've talked about this so much, is you pretty much have to take Bijan Robinson. That's where the value lies. And if you don't, it's like, Oh, how could you pass on this generational talent? But if he goes to a bad landing spot, like we're talking about, that pressure to take him because he's this generational running back versus, well, what is his outcomes actually, like what are the actual possibilities for his outcomes is going to be very difficult. And it's going to be a conundrum if he goes to a bad spot. Um, So I think it'll be interesting. And it's not a spot I want to be in. Like I do not want to have a ton of one-on-ones right now because it just... It feels like you're setting yourself up for disappointment at this point because no one seems to want Bijan Robinson. And it's like if he goes somewhere, it'll just be a luxury for one of those teams. When you say nobody, you mean like NFL? I think a lot of people want him. I think they would want him, but they're not like, oh, we need to take Bijan in the top 10. We need to take Bijan. Like to be our cornerstone running back, he just seems to be a luxury pick for whoever takes him. He should be a top 10 pick, but no one wants him in the top 10. Right, it's because again, no one's none of these teams are set up for Bijan. Yeah, I don't and know. They have more positional needs, so it's 
it's interesting, right? Like wherever he goes, whether it's Detroit, Washington, even the Cowboys, the Cowboys would be a great spot because of their history of using running backs. But I mean, like we talked about the Chargers would be a great spot, but it's just, it feels like there's a lot more downside landing spots than upside ones in terms of like actually returning value on that, on that projected what Bijan could be if everything went right. Cause that's what his price is. His price is at the ceiling, not somewhere in the middle or definitely not. Yeah, but I don't, uh, I don't agree that nobody wants him. Like I, I think there's a bunch of teams that want him because a lot of teams, and I do believe he's probably like the third best overall player in this draft, if not the second or first best overall player in this draft. So I do think that a lot of teams want him. It's just the cost of drafting a running back in round one. And when majority of the teams in the NFL deploy multiple running backs, I just think that the expectation that we have for him to come in and he's just going to be on the field like Najee Harris rookie year, what do you have, like yeah. 90% snap share? Probably, yeah. probably not going to happen. And to be honest with you, we probably don't even want that to happen for Bijan Robinson. So I'm not going to say that teams don't want him or people don't want him inside the top 10. I think every team inside the top 10 wants him. The real question is, is there a spot where, you know, because we spend all this time looking at these mocks and then we wake up on Thursday and things just, it just gets crazy. Derrick Henry gets traded. This happens, yep. that happens. And then it just shakes up the draft. So I'm not going to say teams don't want them. It's just, is there a spot based on what we've been seeing that just makes you a little hesitant in super flex, in super flex formats, especially if you get a quarterback like Stroud in Indianapolis, which a lot of people have said that yep. outside of Detroit is like a sweet landing spot. You got the OC that worked with Jalen Hurts. You've got Jonathan Taylor. The offensive line was a little down last year, but you've got some big bodies on the outside, some young weapons, some receivers, some tight ends. It feels like outside of Detroit, it feels like the second best landing spot for a quarterback in this draft. And, um, that's that's really what the what the question was. Not not as much of what Bijan's his value is RB one. I mean, he's player nine overall by the by the fantasy community. He's a first round startup pick. He's RB one in Dynasty. Everybody wants him. I think every team wants him. It's just you know what do we do now that we're a week away? And a lot of people have rookie drafts that are happening immediately after the NFL yeah. draft. NFL draft ends on Saturday. You got some people bright and early Sunday morning. You don't even have time to really react, to process, to think about it. You got to make a decision. And, um, you know, it, you just you look back over the course of time, Jay, and every draft class, you go back to 2019, 2018, 2020, 2021, not in 2022, but every time you look back and you're like, would you rather have the top running back from that class or the top quarterback from that class? And every single time, give me Kyler, 2019. Give me Joe yeah. Burrow, Justin Herbert, maybe even two, a 2020. Give me T-Law and Fields, 2021 over the running backs. 2022, well, you ain't taking Kenny Pickett over Brees Hall, but here in 2023, when you've got these four unique talents at the quarterback position, Again, I've been asking it for months, you know, does it feel more real now that there could be situations or certain league settings where a quarterback could go one? I don't know. Absolutely. I, I, I don't know. You know, I'm not saying I that's think, right or wrong. I think wrong. once you get to a 14-team 
and beyond. I mean, that's not the standard. We, we talk in terms of 12 team right. and stuff like that. But once you get to 14 team, you could definitely make the case, right? But the problem is, like you're saying, is there will always be a quarterback who's probably more valuable than the running back. Bijan will be a great case study because I think you have the mix of the generational running back and a, and a stable of highly drafted, talented quarterbacks. The problem, Ray, is you have to pick the quarterback. And that's what's difficult yeah. is that in the long term, you may you may prefer the top quarterback, but it doesn't mean you're going to be able to actually select the top quarterback because that's the biggest problem in the NFL. Whether you're a fantasy evaluator or an NFL evaluator, there's all these talented players, but who's actually the top guy? In the case of Kyler and Burrow, it was just number one pick, same with T-Law, obviously. But I mean, Herbert still very talented not very highly drafted, right? Especially in fantasy leagues. So it, it could be a Will Levis. It could be a Rich. It could be Bryce Young. It could be CJ Stroud. And trying to actually figure out who that guy is, that is an exercise I do not really want to partake in too much. I want to diversify. I want to take my shots on everybody. Um, and, you know, you want to get some Bijan as well, but I would not be going out necessarily taking quarterbacks at 101 because you think that long-term value will work in your favor because chances are one of the four could be more that's valuable, fair. but picking that's going to be very difficult. Well, if you had to pick one, who are you picking? If you had to pick one, you just got to you gotta plant your flag. You were like, and and don't. However you want to qual qual qualify it, right? If you want to, in your mind, you want to go upside, if you want to go... If you had to pick one, which is the one that you're taking? Just you get one quarterback. So I'm my only qualifier will be I'm not assuming draft capital because that will change things slightly. But if I'm picking a quarterback that I think will be great in the NFL from day one, I would probably pick CJ Stroud. I think, you know, his accuracy will play regardless of what landing spot he plays in. Yes, he will need weapons. I mean, he's coming from a team that has, what... He played on a team with three top, it was like four top 10 picks in the NFL in terms of receivers, right? Chris Olave, Jack Smith and Jigba, um, Garrett Wilson, and then next year, Marvin Harrison Jr. So that will be an adjustment. That offensive line going from Ohio State to wherever he goes will be an adjustment. But I think his accuracy will play at the NFL level. And that's probably why I would choose him. You know, you could go with A. Rich if you want to shoot upside. I think Bryce Young is great as well. But for me, I think if I'm picking a quarterback today, I'd be happy to take what I assume to be a pretty stable floor with a Joe Burrow-ish ceiling of the uh, CJ Stroud. How, who would you pick? Would you pick A. Rich? We're talking fantasy, right? Yeah, yeah, we can talk fantasy. We can talk fantasy. We're talking fantasy? Yeah, I, I would. And, and that's assuming he gets the capital. If A. Rich goes in the third damn round, then no. But assuming Let's he's assume they're all top 15 picks. Top 15 picks, yeah, I'd take him. Yeah, I, be, I mean, I, but I've been saying that the whole time. Like, I'm not I'm not waffling on that. I, I love Bryce. Talked about him being my QB2 for the longest. But, yeah, in fantasy, if I only had to take one swing, I'm swinging at Anthony Richardson. I'm, I, I just... I want what that potentially could become because I'm looking yeah, across the sure. NFL and I'm seeing the same people, the same criticisms of Jalen Hurts and Josh. It's it's we're, we're watching it play out again, like really. And yes, you can say, well, uh, Allen uh, Jalen was better than Anthony Richardson in college. Yes, he was. He played on Alabama with competence, and he played at Oklahoma with Lincoln Riley, who literally every quarterback that Lincoln Riley has touched has either been the number one overall pick or about to be the number—literally, no outside of Hurts. Hey. Ky Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield, Caleb Williams. Jay he is the rainmaker for college quarterbacks. Like, what would Lincoln Riley have done with Anthony Richardson, man? 
So yeah, yeah. think about yeah. how much money he he's got to start charging these quarterbacks a fee. He's got Kyler Murray max extension, Jalen Hurts highest paid quarterback of all time, right? Yeah, Baker Mayfield didn't really work out, but he's still number one overall pick, right? He made some pretty good endorsement he's money. The rainmaker, right? Like it's the rainmaker. Riley, for everything you want to say about his criticism in terms of winning in college football, he if you are pitching to a to any quarterback, you will be a top five pick. Because that is my history. Jalen Hurts, okay, maybe he wasn't top five pick, but again, no one really viewed him that way. Yeah, and maybe no it was did. unfair because at Alabama he wasn't asked to be a passer, but he really did show it at Oklahoma. But if you're pitching to a Caleb Williams to the next to Malachi Nelson, who's going to USC, right? Like you will be a top five pick if you come to USC and I coach you because that's what I do, and that's probably the best endorsement you could ever give as a coach. Yeah, man. Um, so if I had to just pick one, it would be a Rich, but. I love Bryce. I am not out on Will Levis. I'm not one of the Will Levis haters. No, no I, I would prefer the other three to him, but I'm not out on him. I'm not anti-Will Levis. I'm not taking... I'm seeing people take Zay Flowers over Wolf. Will Levis. Like, what are we doing, man? What? What? How, how can you... Like, what? Yeah. And I love Zay. No, I couldn't do it. Addison, what are you doing? Quentin Johnston in Superflex? Like, what are you doing? The only conversation is JSN. And that's and that's it. That's the only conversation. But Ray, I I do I do want to ask you this question because it seems we're trending this direction. Is do we see more of this, oh yeah, he's not that good. And and these quarterback like it seems like these quarterbacks value beyond Bryce because he's basically locked in at one is starting to fall. And do we continue to see this, you know, negative sentiment around the quarterback class throughout the rest, like heading into next week? Because it just seems like we're trending that direction. It seems like everyone's like, yeah, Bryce is so good. He's going number one. But this team's taking calls. That team's taking calls. Some guys trade up. Some may be looking at taking a defender now. And it's like, what happened to this? We could see four quarterbacks in the top four picks because everybody needs a quarterback. Now all these teams are ready to pass on quarterbacks, are ready to trade out of their top pick. It's very strange because it feels like this happens every year, but with one quarterback. And now it seems like it could happen with Stroud, with A-Rich, hey, and with Levis, even though with Levis kind of already happened. I mean, that's the time of the year, though, Jay. I mean, that's the time yeah. of the year. As we get closer and more and more analysts are, are, are dropping their insider knowledge, it gets you. It, get, it makes you weary a little bit, right? And then we did just sure. have, to be real, to be fair, we did just have a a draft last year where a lot of analysts, oh. like wow. you know, it, it not just not just fantasy football analysts, NFL big name NFL analysts, insiders, yeah. insiders said it would be Malik. And Matt Corral, and there's a chance R- Ritter could sneak into the back of the first round. We just had that happen, and we sat there and we waited. One. We waited all night, and we got one QB. And we all sat back at the end of that night and said, "What the hell just happened? What happened?" And the NFL said, "Yeah." The NFL gave us a San trombone and said, "No, nah, these guys aren't good." And they all went round three or later. Now, uh, and now they, look at them. Well. M- they got shots. Willis got had shots. his opportunity. Pickett's okay. Pickett's okay. Well, he's right? a first rounder, right? So we we have yeah. reason to believe in him. Like Sam Howell might start to the year. We'll see. And then Ritter is same thing. Is like if he survives the draft, which you know they've committed to these quarterbacks. We'll see when the draft comes around. Then if someone falls, what happens? It's um. It's it's a fear, right? I w- I'm not going to say that I'm not worried about Anthony Richardson or Will Levis sliding, 
But when you just look at the quarter, now I'm talking real football, right? When you look at the quarterback landscape in the NFL, it, this is this is absent fantasy. Just the quarterback position, it's terrible. It's terrible. I, you got a bunch. I don't know of, if it's terrible, Ray, I'm, and, not, I, and not to say I, that it's I, not terrible. It, I'm with it's, you. It's, it's well, not since good. Since you don't know, since you don't know, I will tell you, it's not good. I'm just saying, I think the gap of the haves and have-nots is wider than it's ever been, right? And I, I think that it's interesting because we've kind of talked about this in the Discord a little bit, and I don't think I necessarily realize the impact of Drew Brees retiring, Ben Roethlisberger, Phillip Rivers, Eli Manning, like these quarterbacks that were staples in the league for 15 years, like quarterbacks we've known were going to be pretty good, could take their team to winning seasons, that could at least throw the ball, thrive in an offense. Now we're seeing all these young quarterbacks that can't do that. They can't get the ball in time. They can't drop back and pass, can't do all these things. And we're like, Holy hell, I wish Ben Roethlisberger would step in this Steelers system at 42 years old because he might be better than Kenny Pickett. Okay, let's play this game. Let's play this game. This guy, we're going to end the show. This is going to be fun. And it's got to be quick because I want to get through all 32, all right? Oh, boy. I'm going to write okay. this down. I'm supposed to be doing timestamps, right? I'm going to say yes, no. Are okay. you secure with these teams okay. and their quarterbacks longer than a year? Buffalo okay. Bills. Yes. Miami Dolphins. Absolutely not. The New England Patriots. Hell no. I don't need to tell you that. The New York Jets. Not now. I guess even with Rodgers, we'll say no. The Baltimore Ravens. And let's no. assume let's assume Lamar's there. Just for the for the extension? Sake of the yes, he's extended. You feel good. Then yes. sure. Yes. Sure, yes, yeah. you do. Yes. Bengals. Yes. Yes. The Browns. Yes. Yes, 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 with Watson. The Steelers. No. I don't feel good about it. He'll be there. Like, Pickett will be there. I don't know if I feel good about it, though. All right. We'll skip Houston. Well, Houston, we'll put them as a no right now because it's not the draft. Indy is a no right now. Yep. Jackson, Jacksonville. Yes. Yes. Tennessee. Nope. Denver Broncos and Russell nope. Wilson. Nope. I'm, I not kind even, of agree. Not even difficult. I kind of agree with you there. Kansas Don't need to think about it. Kansas Absolutely. City. Yes. Yeah. The the Easy. Raiders. Hell no. The Chargers. Yep. Yeah, okay. I feel good about Herbert. Cowboys. Nope. <laughs> Cowboys. No. Yes, I'm. I'm executive Ray, ordering that. Yeah, no. Right. No, no, no. 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 We got to go. The Giants. No. <sighs> The Eagles. Not beyond yes. a year. Yes, yes. the Eagles. Yeah, the Eagles are good. Commanders, no. No. The Bears. No. The Lions. Yes I'm gonna or say no? no. I'm going to say no, but I do believe in the offense, though. Green Bay. No. The Vikings. No. Falcons. Nope. Panthers. Well, uh, well the, the whole we'll, NFC South just well, no. Like, I'll just say I'll say no to the Panthers, but they're going to get a quarterback. The Saints and Derek yeah. Carr. No. Tampa Bay. No. No Baker. No Trask. No thanks. Arizona. Kyler Murray is their quarterback. Yes. Am I sure? Yes. I'm, I will I'm say giving. Yes. I'm giving you Kyler yeah. Murray as their quarterback. Yes. Yes. The Rams. No. The Niners. 
I don't no. know who the quarterback's going to be, but I, I'm confident they'll be fine at quarterback. And the Seahawks. No, but they're, they should be fine this year, though. So here go, here go the results. You had 11 yeses oh boy. and six, uh, 21 no's. Yeah, that sounds about right. And, and what's crazy, that's more than quarterbacks we believe in in fantasy, right? We only believe in like eight quarterbacks. And, and some of the teams I said no to, like, for instance, like the Bears, I want to believe in Fields, but I mean, I don't know if I'm going to bank on it in next, next season, right? Like after this year, we don't know how people are going to feel. Joe said the NFC quarterbacks are terrible. The a- this, is, this is my thing, man. Like we, we Yeah, AFC is loaded. Like, dude, there's going to be... All these guys, all 21 of these no's, of these no's, we'll say five of them are figured out, right? We'll say like five of them are figured out. But Jay, all these shitty kind of quarterbacks are not all getting replaced. Ritter, Howe, Love, Jones, like they're not all getting replaced in the draft. Like there's probably... They can't, no. There's not enough quarterbacks. There's not enough. Like, and, And I know you said no to Daniel Jones, but shit, he feels more secure today than maybe what yeah. he even did when he signed his deal. Like, he feels yeah. like, man, I'm kind of glad I got him, right? You know, I'm, I'm oh, kind of glad sure. I just got, got that Daniel he's Jones. He's locked in for two years, right? He'll be the quarterback. Whether he's good or not, we'll see. But he's locked in for two years on the Giants. But after that, right, all bets are off. 25, they could say, well, you know, Danny, we paid and you. We tried. Jay, that's what makes it so scary in Dynasty Startup. Like, I'm in a draft right now, and I'm looking at, like, Jimmy Garoppolo, Desmond Ritter, Sam Howell, and I'm like, you would you, you would think Garoppolo because he just signed with the – he could be a one-year and let's get out of this. You know what I mean? Like, uh-uh. Yeah, yeah and, then I, you, and then we said no to the Vikings as well, but we like Kirk Cousins. The yes. problem is he's not a long-term answer right now for any franchise. He could be a guy who, you know, two, three years, but he has to actually get that contract and have that stability for us to be like, yeah, believe in that situation long-term. And this is why I don't think that these quarterbacks are going to, like, fall like last year. And then as you look ahead – to 2024, the only two quarterbacks right now that you can like confidently say, I yeah. believe are going to be first round picks. I believe they are going to get the capital are Caleb Williams and Drake May. That's it. And, and yeah, that's now, it. now, now there will be some QBs that are emerge from the ashes, but that's it today, Jay. It's those two. It's those yep. two. And we didn't talk about Hendon Hooker and the potential for him being a first round pick. 11th over I'm seeing this and I'm just like what but maybe in, tw- in 24 I-, I don't know is it Shadour is it Quinn is it JJ is it I, I don't know who am it maybe who? some Rattler some DJU right sure. Bo Nix we'll, we'll go knows? back to the 20- who knows we'll see. 2019 Debbie greats of the past maybe they could this is why I don't think they're gonna fall and this is why I think kind of doing these exercises, talking through it, just having the conversation. And if your team is set up and you don't have youth at quarterback, I, I don't know. It's it's interesting. It's very, 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 very interesting, Jay. Um, yeah. Youth uh, is fun, but I prefer security. All right. Well, there we go. I'm looking at uh, this mock draft from Kuyper and McShay that dropped yesterday. And they, have, they do have Houston taking Stroud at two. They've got Indy taking Anthony Richardson at four. They also have Bijan going to Philadelphia at 10, Will Levis at 11 to Tennessee, JSN at 12 to the Texans. 
um, Kincaid to Green Bay, Zay Flowers to Pittsburgh, and that was that was including the Allen Robinson trade. They also have Jordan Addison to the Chargers, Michael Mayer okay. to the Jaguars, Quentin Johnston to the Cowboys. Ugh. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's what that's what they have. I'm looking at their mock from yesterday. They've got Hendon Hooker to Seattle in the second, Jalen Hyatt to Carolina in the second, Musgrave to the Saints in the second, Darnell Washington to the Titans early second, your boy Jonathan Mingo to the Falcons at 44, so he would what? matter. Yep. Oh uh, the Lions taking Jameer Gibbs at 48. Okay. Britton Strange is getting a lot of pump to the Dolphins at 51. I'm just kind of looking through this. I have not Sam Laporta to Dallas at 58. I love it. Downs to yeah, Buffalo. Downs to Buffalo at 59. Marvin Mims to Kansas City at 63. So uh, those are the first two rounds. They've got Spears to Denver in the third. Tucker Craft to the Raiders. A.T. Perry to the Saints. What else do we have? Rasheed Rice to the Patriots. Zach Charbonnet <laughs> to the Rams. Charbonnet to the Rams oh. in the third. So there goes that. Charbonnet to the Rams. I don't know how we... A-chain to the Chargers. <laughs> Boy, in the third. Oh, we're ending the show on this. Oh, Sean Tucker. Let's go. Let's effing go. All right, let me let me skip this pick. Roshan to Arizona in the third. Uh, towards Oof. the back of the third, they've got Roshan, Roshan to Arizona. I like that one. You ready for uh, Dallas's pick? At 90, Kendra Miller. Me. Kendra. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Man has to, has to drive 20 Ooh. minutes down the street to, to Arlington. Ooh-wee! Kendra Going to Dallas. Going from Fort Worth to Arlington. Ooh, that's a short trip right there for old Kendra. And then they got Tank Dell to the Giants. So Kendra to Dallas at 90 would be boom. As Dynasty Where does he go? Uh, Joe said cat orange whistling. Yes, yes. Boom. Whistle. Kendra to Dallas. Let me just ask y'all before we get out. Next week, we're just going chaos all week. Um, Kendra to Dallas is rookie what? Based off what you just said. Yeah, just I based think off he, of what I said. Yeah. 10, 11, 12. I don't know if you could take a much higher, but again, like people would consider him probably over like, okay, QJ in Dallas or Kendra in Dallas. <laughs> I mean, I'm just being honest. I probably want Kendra over you QJ, want, but you want QJ. Give me one frog over another. Which frog? I'm not going to say, but give me one frog over another. This would be interesting. All right. I think uh, 12 is probably around where he'd go pretty easy. Garrison said seventh. Oh man, seventh. Whoa, RV three seventh, right I, behind, I, right behind Levis. I, I haven't thought it because you, you guys probably forgot Addison did go to the Chargers, right? Addison is in LAC. That's a great one. You did get uh, JSN paired with Stra. I think he'd probably be like 112, 201, 202 range. But I think back in first is acceptable. Acceptable. Yeah, yeah. not crazy. We'll Maybe a little high end, but 
Not crazy. Well, it feels good to be, be back. back Jake. Feels good to be back. Yes, sir. Uh, tomorrow night, make sure y'all tap in. We'll get it uh, scheduled. I'll be doing an underdog Superflex draft live. Use the promo code Wake Up. Get that instant deposit match. Get access to our Discord. But I will be doing an underdog draft live uh, tomorrow night on the YouTube channel. Got the Patreon show, patreon.com forward slash all gas. We've got our, our uh, draft challenge that's starting. Jay Rich is going to get the sheet. It's $25 yep. entry. Winner last year was Jordan Richards. He took home $1,000. Defending by, champ. By guessing champ. the players to the team fits. We don't even care about draft cap, the, 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 the capital. Just guess yeah, the just players to the team. team. Dra- what player yep. was drafted to which team? Very simple, straightforward. But we do it through league still save. That crown. We do it through yep. league save. So I don't have, I'm not going to steal the money. We do it through league save. So it takes like six weeks to get paid after that happens. But um, so did you win the year before? No. Has no one beat us yet? Oh, you no, came second, right? I came in second. Yeah, I came in second, okay. and then you won it last year. So, all right. All right, good stuff. Good stuff. We'll be back on Monday. Make sure you tap into Destination Devi Radio. Got a lot of shows. Who came out today? Was it uh, Overreaction? Overreaction. Overreaction. Yeah, they're doing, a, they're doing a pod on kind of like team building right now. They did a contender last week. They're doing a rebuilder this week, talking about how they're going to reconstruct a roster that uh, Cody took over. So that'll be interesting. I was listening to that a bit last night. But yeah, that came out today. Uh, off the line tomorrow, 4D Friday, America's Game Saturday. Lots of good stuff coming out on DD Radio this week. Let's get the hell out of here. Adam is talking shit. Ray G, you're getting your hopes up. They're probably bringing back Zeke at a discount. Get the hell out of here, Adam. Don't you, you do never that. Know. Don't you ruin my he's day. He's looking good in those today, drills. Adam. He's, oh look, my he's God. looking good right. in those drills, Ray. We love y'all. We out. We'll see y'all on Monday. Come join me on Underdog tomorrow. I'm out. Peace. Before y'all close off of the video, I just want to say thank you for checking out the content on Destination Devi. Really appreciate every single view that we get. And the only thing that I ask is that you hit the thumbs up button, like the content, subscribe to the channel. And if you can, comment below for the algorithm really helps the channel grow. Now, if you want more exclusive access to me and the entire Destination Devi team, patreon.com forward slash all gas gives you that access now if your money's a little funny we do have free content for you make sure you subscribe to the all gas newsletter there's a link in the description of this video below and subscribe to the destination debbie podcast radio feed where we got all types of shows hidden airwaves every single week now y'all can get out of here i appreciate y'all tapping in it's all gas all the time i love y'all i'm out of this thing peace